Hello, Kristen here with a new thing. Okay, so the bad news. We can't all move to Canada if Trump wins. The good news is that we can face whatever is coming together. And the antidote is for facing it together. It's for monthly gathering where we practice building resilience in the body long before November 5th. So you're going to practice returning to your body, your breath, and your being when the stakes are really low, when we're just in a Zoom room together, so that you build those muscles and they're easier to access when you really need them. And in case of a Trump win, you will really need them. And in case of a non-Trump win, you'll have them forever and it will be great regardless. <laughs> you can find all the details at jointheantidote.com, J-O-I-N-T-H-E-A-N-T-I-D-O-T-E.com. Promo code TRUST takes $33 off before March 12th because trust. Again, that's jointheantidote.com. Enjoy the episode and I'll see you on the other side. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. I did that thing where I recorded a podcast and then didn't post it. And I'm listening to it eight weeks later and I'm like, God damn, I should post that. So I am. <laughs> um, so reporting from toothpaste. I hope you enjoy it. You can let me know what you think. Kay at KristenKelp.com. And I'm going to go record another podcast now. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. Fair warning, if you haven't listened to my conversation with Rob Bell, episode 295, Rob Bell is in the house, please go do that instead. It's just so delightful. <laughs> um, it was just, mm, and your feedback about it has been, mm, it's just been so good. So please feel free to go forth and listen to that and then come back here. Um, and please excuse my assorted morning coffee noises. I am somewhere on the streets of Philadelphia, having driven around. I'm in my car, and I'm ready to talk about a thing, um, on my whiteboard at my house. It has said, reporting from toothpaste for weeks now. And this is reporting from toothpaste. There's a thing I've noticed in me. I'm going to make it all about me. I'm not talking about you at all. I'm also winking at you right now. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that I've learned is that my sort of energetic disposition, my energetic inheritance, if you will, like the, the way that the whole nature nurture thing happens, the way that my nurture, sorry, here we go again. The way that my nature is stacked is thus. Any energy that I have, I will naturally tip toward, toward and for other people. That when that comes to clients, partner, friends, family, um, strangers, people on the internet, followers, audience, uh, it doesn't really matter who. My, imagine a bowl 
Now just tip it forward. And it doesn't matter how much water you put in that bowl or any substance. If it's tipped completely forward, it's just going to leak out toward other people. There's a fire truck because this is so intense. This revelation. <laughs> if you hear the fire truck, I'm, I'm in Philly. Okay. So what I view as selfish and what the average person views as selfish are worlds apart as a result of that fundamental posture. That me having energy that I spend on myself without offering you any first is to me for years it's been selfish because there's this part of me that's been present since childhood that is just relentlessly driven, save the world, change the world, fix the world, help the world. And it never learned take care of you and then do those other things. <laughs> never learned it. So it took a lot for me to end the business coaching contracts that I had because I was selling a year-long space of time with me. So for me to decide I want to be done at X date, I had to stop a year ahead of time selling anything at all. And I knew somehow that March of 2023 was like, I'm good, I'm done, I need to do something else. This has ended. Now, the surprise part of that was that uh, my mom died on February 22nd. So what I thought was going to be, I am done. I have some time to gather myself, figure out the next thing, hop on that pony and ride it into the sunset because that's what I do. You just figure out the next thing and the next thing and the next thing um, is that I was near burnout, really, really close to being just completely fried. And then mom died and that was like, oh, there's nothing there's nothing here. This is not a matter of will. Like if I just try harder, this is not a matter of I have an assignment and I can carry it out or I have contracts and I can carry those out. All my contracts ended. So I just sat with grief and I danced with grief and I played to the extent that it's possible with grief to see, hey, what can I do here? And how can I let this move through my body? And grief is a bodily experience. It's like 3% mind and about 97% body for me. Because I can check in with mine and be like, hey, are you grieving? But no, not at all. I go to the forest, I dance, I'm weeping. Instantaneously. So I had to learn, A, to grieve. B, to walk through burnout or pretty close to burnout and be okay with that and I also had to learn to be okay with those two things happening because for a number of months there we'll call them March and April and May <laughs> for a number of months there I felt like toothpaste like you know how when you have toothpaste and it's in a tube and then you roll it all the way down and all the way down and all the way down until eventually there's just nothing left. And you don't have new toothpaste, so you're just desperately pressing on the tube like, come on, give me something. Perhaps you are fantastic and you have like a supply of toothpaste. That's not how I work. 
So that sense of like, there's just nothing, no matter how hard you squeeze the toothpaste, there's just nothing in it. It doesn't matter how hard you squeeze. There's nothing left. I lived there for a couple of months. And I call this reporting from toothpaste because I'm not there right now. Because as much as I was like, just squeeze it harder, that hasn't worked. (laughs) And if you are in any way doing capitalism in any sort of like hardcore hustle kind of way, you'll have your toothpaste moments when there's just nothing left. And I'm releasing this in mid-November, which is like, oh, we're just kicking into the most insane season for capitalism. So I'm noticing and checking in to a couple of things that I now know to check in with for myself. Again, not transposing this onto you, but just noticing a couple of things that are really, really helpful for me to keep my energy to myself. A couple of things I've learned. Number one, I don't have to do invisible labor or emotional labor. Period. (laughs) I can make the invisible labor visible. I can ask someone else to do it. I can pay someone else to do it. I can let it go undone. (gasps) The horror. I can let it go undone. I just leave dishes in the sink. Who gives a fuck? There are no dish police coming. Another thing I've learned is that you really don't always have control over how big feelings move through you. And by don't always, I mean rarely. <laughs> the grief, uh, grief comes in waves and grief doesn't give a fuck about what you had planned for today. It really doesn't. But the, the energy that, you, that I could use fighting grief or ignoring grief or playing la 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 you're not there I don't see you I don't know that's there could just as easily be spent feeling and moving through the grief and I will feel better on the other side because the thing about grief is that it sucks it's shitty it's horrible I didn't know you could wake up crying it happens for months there you would just just wake up crying you're like how could this day possibly be anything at all when I wake up crying And I've learned to not fight it. That if I let myself go into it and let it move, the next day is always better. Always. Versus trying to just stomp around and go really quiet and pretend that I'm fine and pretend everything's fine and try and do my normal work while just like low-key breaking into tears at everything. It's, It's terrible. It's terrible. So holding down feelings... We're trying to suppress feelings will make me into toothpaste even faster. I've tried it both ways. This is science. <laughs> into that like empty tube of toothpaste. Um, if feelings are coming, if you don't fight them, uh, if I can approve of them and let them move, I am winning. If I can sit kindly with myself in the face of what I'm feeling, I am winning. If it's not like, damn it, Kelp, why aren't you through this already? If it's, um, and it's actually really easy to be kind to myself around that because it's like, 
Nobody's like, oh, your mom died. You aren't over that. I mean, that was like weeks ago. No one says that. Uh, it's, it's universally understood to be a big deal, right? But if you're going through a small deal, doesn't mean that you have to beat yourself up either. The truth is your body's going to do what it does and it's going to feel what it feels. And the more you can offer an approving, kind, loving place for that to happen, the easier your life is. Full stop. I have no contradictory evidence to that statement. It may be inconvenient to feel, but ultimately the feelings are going to be what allows the next thing to come in. And in reporting from toothpaste, when you are in the uh, empty toothpaste phase of life, of course new ideas aren't coming in. Of course inspiration isn't coming in. Of course you aren't the most motivated that you've ever been in your whole life. Because you're an empty tube of toothpaste. Like, creativity takes some energy. Not, not always lots, but some. And planning for a new thing. And intuition takes energy. Intuition takes being attuned deeply to what's happening within yourself and around you in real time. And again, that's really hard to do if you're on your 19th espresso of the day, just trying to get through your shit. So just noticing if you're toothpaste, when you're toothpaste, not beating yourself up for being in the empty tube of toothpaste phase of life, right? Phase of existence, phase of... You have three children under the age of three. <laughs> of course you're toothpaste right now. And then noticing if your energetic posture is similar to mine, which is just give it all until it's gone. And then don't worry about having any more because no matter how much you get, you're just going to give it all away. I'm beginning to tip your energy in your favor. That's an energetic thing. And if I had to describe how I did it, it would be coming into the body first and the mind second. Because mind is always going to tell me more, 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 more. Give, 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 give. Invisible labor, emotional labor. Pick up the slack, pick up the slack, pick up the slack. Take care of that, fix it, help. And those are really great impulses. But if I go into the body first, then I can honestly assess how much energy do I have to do those things. And if I don't have energy, then I'm not responsible for doing things that day. Not a cop-out. Just a, an interruption of capitalism's every day you perform to the max and then you perform harder the next day and then harder the next day. And never mind that you didn't sleep well or there was a storm or you're grieving or you're devastated by world events or you like, there's just so many reasons that every day's not the same. And if you can just be in your body first to be like, hey, what am I going to get done today with loving approval? And with the amount of energy that I actually have. So that those things you do become life-giving. Instead of those things that you do become a long list of shitty, draining activities. 
Oh, and I say no. I say no. <laughs> Continuously. <laughs> and the other thing about keeping energy to myself is just... Not really sharing opinions or advice unless they are actively solicited. Just letting myself be quiet. Quiet is kind of my natural state. It's work for me to talk, ever, honestly, ever. And uh, just letting myself be quiet, letting myself keep my, like, literally my physical, my breath to myself. And then there's the part of you that's just like, well, that must be nice, Kelp, that you can just shut up and be grieving. I don't have time for that shit. Um, yes, and that's what the brain will say regardless. Because that's, that's kind of brain's job is to step in and be like, yo, you don't have time for this shit. Have you, have you met capitalism? You don't have time for this shit. So just check in with, is that capitalism or is that true? And where can you... Check into your body in a really loving, approving way, even if it's for 14 nanoseconds. Where can you let your actual energy levels dictate what you're doing for the day? Where can you let yourself not get an A plus or gold stars? Where do things really not matter, but you are accustomed to thinking that they matter? Where can you ask for help? Where can you ask for someone else to do that thing? Where can you let it go? Where can you outsource? Where can you reframe? Where can you be better resourced? Where can you begin to put everything on your list into the hands of as many people as possible? Instead of letting it be you and you and you and you and you and you and you. Where can you let yourself be supported? And I'm not asking that in a fun way. Because being supported is, um, is work if you're new to it. Honestly. It's not my, um, not my forte to be supported. It is a vulnerable, surrendered act to have help given to you when you ask for it and the bigger the help the harder it is to accept right so playing with what's there playing with how well supported you can be because the only way to refill the toothpaste tube to not just be pushing at the dregs and hoping that something comes out today is to come back to your body and your own energy to an honest assessment of where you are and what you need and capitalism is going to play a big part in this whether you're a business owner or not nothing to do with it it's just the predominant messaging plays a lot to do with this that rest is selfish instead of rest being this thing that everyone does we're talking trees do it mammals do it we're talking oceans have high tide and low tide. There is a rhythm to all of this. And if you're out of rhythm, 
it's really hard to get back in sometimes, but it starts with this, this sense of you don't have to do it all. You're allowed to rest. You're allowed to sleep. You're allowed to ask for help. You're allowed to say no. You're allowed to say that project is stupid and I don't give a shit. You're allowed to quit. Period. You're just allowed to quit. Whatever it is that comes to mind that's like, I'm out. Whether it's a really small obligation or a really big one. You're allowed to look for a new job. You're allowed to look for several new jobs. You're allowed to sleep in. You're allowed to strategically ask your kids to have sleepovers on the same night so that you get a night off. (laughs) You're allowed to imagine better and different for yourself and for your energy. You're allowed to not default to giving your energy to everyone but you. You're allowed to ask your clients for more time. You're allowed to ask for a break. You're allowed to ask for a vision of a better life for yourself, your people, your partner, whomever, whatever you're allowed. You're allowed to imagine a world in which you do not work and no one around you works. You're just filthy rich. You're allowed to imagine that. Doesn't mean it's going to happen necessarily, but you're allowed to imagine that. Because one of the other things capitalism does, capitalism plus being in that state of near burnout of like, oh, there's just nothing left in the tank. The other thing it does is to convince you that it's always going to be that way. You're never going to have energy again. Um, For me, it's you're never going to stop crying, kelp. You're never going to stop waking up and not crying. And that is simply untrue. But again, that's the mind doing its deal, right? So where can you let body have a say? Maybe body wants to dance. Maybe body wants to lie very still. Maybe body wants to sleep. Maybe body wants to do breath work. Maybe body wants to eat only bananas and watch the sunrise. I don't know what your body wants or calls for or longs for, but generally speaking, bodies enjoy breathing. They enjoy movement. They enjoy sleep. They enjoy nutrients. Those are pretty standard. And playing with just because you get to the toothpastey, burnouty, there's nothing left state doesn't make you bad doesn't make you wrong, doesn't mean you failed, doesn't mean you're terrible, doesn't mean that you are useless or worthless, doesn't mean, that, doesn't mean that you need to beat yourself up in any way. Every dominant message in the entirety of these United States is telling you to work harder, work longer, work more, hustle harder, hustle longer, hustle more. Get more money, get more followers, get more fame, get more popularity, get more influence. And none of the predominant messaging is like, yo, do you give a shit about that? How's your body feel about that? When was the last time you got eight hours of like good, solid sleep? Are you so tired you could cry? Nobody's going to ask you those questions, but you can with love ask yourself those questions and make changes accordingly. And then you don't have to fix it all at once. You don't have to go from 
burnout to a six-month retreat in a French chateau. (laughs) Tiny changes count. Getting a touch more sleep, having a touch more sleep hygiene, maybe some like a white noise app, Um, a touch less social media before bed, Uh, a touch longer response time with email, less responding to DMs, Um, not considering every fucking stupid offer that comes across your inbox, or maybe that's just me. Um, Every offer of, I will write content for you that was clearly written from, like, like, no. No. Like, you don't have to respond kindly or at all to clearly copy and pasted, like, I like your content, Kristen Kelp. Perhaps I could write you something based on... It has nothing to do with anything that I talk about. You don't have to respond to that. Um, so giving yourself grace, approving you're a human. Capitalism doesn't make space for that because it needs you to be a robot. And if you are in that toothpaste state, may you find rest. May you find the space to make new choices without beating the shit out of yourself for any of your old ones. May you know deep, deep rest. May you be able to hear what your body is telling you. May you find great joy in saying no and turning down shitty projects and pushing things off your plate and breathing. May you find those threads of capitalism that weave through your mind and be able to identify them. And may you deeply, fully come to be a restored, fully alive, fully energized human being in this earth. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. If you do not want to do this election season alone with your phone, I encourage you to check out jointheantidote.com. It's new, it's fantastic, and promo code TRUST takes $33 off until March 12th, so get on it. Again, jointheantidote.com, J-O-I-N-T-H-E-A-N-T-I-D-O-T-E.com, join the antidote.